Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Somebody else will not like It's a weird question. I get it. The question is, what's the last first thing you did? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What do you mean? What's the last first thing you did? Meaning, like, what is the, like, recently, like, the most recent thing you did for the first time? All right. Like, for example, the thing that springs to my mind is it was only just a handful of years ago that I went to Culver's for the first time. Oh, sure. Right? Like, as you get older, you're probably less likely to do things for the first time. So what was the most recent thing you did for the very first time? 651-641-1071. What was the last thing you did for the first time? And uh, where, why? Why? did this come from? So I just was like, you know, I was scrolling through the Twitters this morning. And there is an account. It's called Uber Facts. Oh, yeah. And I I like the account because I oftentimes just find new and interesting things to occupy my brain with. But sometimes they just ask a question. And they that was a question that they asked the other day. What was the last first thing you did? What was the most recent uh, or what was the thing you did recently for the very first time? And I thought that's a great question. I am curious what people's answers would be. 651-641-1071. And we have a caller. Would you like Let's to do it? Let's do it. Kathy's on the line. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Kathy. Kathy, what's the last first thing you've done? I applied for Medicare. <gasps> oh. For the very first time. <laughs> I mean, I want to say congrats, but how did that feel? Uh, not sure yet. (laughs) (laughs) Takes a little time Mm -hmm. to just sort of let that sink in. Well, let's just say at least we can be grateful you're here to do it. Yes. That's right. That's right. Congratulations, (laughs) Kathy. Thank you. Have a great day. Uh, What is the last first thing you did? Bradley, does anything occur to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I bet I could do a lot of these, but like one of them that pops out is uh, making sourdough. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like I, I'm food focused. So then I think about like the first time I made kimchi. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I did over the pandemic for the first time yeah. or during the the uh, stay at home experience. Um, We just went to Cancun for the first time. Oh, I've sure. I've never been to Cancun before. Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. I just went to Hawaii See? for the first time. It's sometimes it's like a good exercise, especially if you find yourself kind of stuck in a rut to think about the firsts that you're encountering as an adult, because we just sometimes get stuck in our ruts or don't try new things the older you get. So that's why I sort of liked this exercise. 651-641-1071. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Bobby on the line. Hello, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Bobby, Hello. what's the last first thing you've done? Last month, no, I take it back. Two months ago, I went for the first time to something I've always wanted to go to, which is 
one of the Lost Radio Hour Story Slams. Cool. I finally broke down and went and loved it. Had an absolute blast and have been going now. See? It's like, uh, you know, sometimes you learn about new things and then you just can't stop it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And of course, the comfort level was high considering that the hostess that evening was our own Miss Shannon. Oh, Oh, yeah. I love that. That's so great. There's the pretty face to go with the voice. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you, Bobby. Um, We've gotten a couple emails. Uh, Oh, gosh. Jeff, I'm feeling you. Jeff said, a couple weeks ago, I hit my first deer with a brand new car, no less. I can relate to this because I hit a deer for the first time, what, like just over a year ago? And I was missing my new car for like a month. Well, they fixed that thing. Oof. Oh, I'm that. I bet that deer was the first time it hit a car, too. And the last. And the last. Uh, Sonia said, I'm in my late 40s. I learned to downhill ski for the first time last year so I can go with my kids. I love it, and I wish I would have started earlier. I love that one. Let's go to Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Dennis, what's the last first thing you did? Uh, I put in solid contacts at 50 years old. Oh. Oh, What prompted that experience? Well, Halloween's coming up, and I'm bartending, and I wanted to kind of just change the color of my eyes. I'm going to be dressed up in some, like, speakeasy costume. Oh. So I spent hours and hours trying to figure out how to keep my eyelids open while I'm sticking my finger in my eye. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, That's the hardest what, part. What does a speakeasy costume entail? It's got, like, a like a hat, and then I got, like, a vest on, and then I'm wearing, like, the apron. Ah. And then, of course, I got all the bar stuff. Yeah, like so. Prohibition era, you know, exactly. speakeasy kind of stuff awesome yeah well Fun. enjoy good luck yes thank uh, you and i hope that uh, you get those things in thanks dennis let's go to heather heather what is the last first thing you did i went downhill mountain biking <gasps> for the first time in my 40s and how did that go it was terrifying oh god that um, would be terrifying yeah uh i was i was in colorado and you take your mountain bike up a chairlift no oh, god um my friends are jerks. I can't believe they thought that I could do this. I, I'm so grateful. On the second run, my tire my tire popped, and I got a flat tire. So I, I'm a runner, so I was happily able to walk my bike down the mountain. You're like, and, I, looks like can't do that anymore. Uh-oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank Brave you, Heather. Woman, Heather. Seriously, that is some bravery. Let's go to Mindy. Mindy, what's the last first thing you did? This is Mindy. How are you guys? Good. Good. How, How are, are you, Mindy? Good. Well, it's pretty amazing. I started college at 49. Yes! Oh, congrats. What are you studying? Thank you. I love it. And guess what? I'm really an awesome college student. Are I'm you? getting all A's. Good I made for the you. Slip. Um, yeah, there were some people that were like, what are you doing? You're almost 50. Like, why? Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm going to live till 100, and this is my second career. I so love it. Good for you. What do you it. Will you tell us what you're studying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, addiction counseling. Oh, and awesome. we need it. That is amazing, Mindy. Yes, we Mindy. do. And thank you for I your love service. It so much. That is so cool. And also, I just will say, like, being an adult learner, there's really nothing like it. So oh. good for you, Mindy. Thanks, and Mindy. keep thank up the good you. work. Good luck. Thank you for your call. Break a leg. Oof. Do you break a leg in college? Uh, I, don't I don't think you do. I did, actually. I, did you really? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, good. I fell on my behind several times. I mean. Once in a bar in Des Moines. Oof. Like figuratively or literally? No, literally. You literally yeah. fell on your behind. Yeah.
When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is spooky season. <laughs> and our friend Paul McGuire Grimes knows that. And as such, he has brought his favorite spooky, spooky. scenes in spooky movies. We're going to talk to our friend Paul when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Well, my least favorite holiday is coming up, but it's Paul McGuire Grimes' favorite. Well, don't worry, Paul. We can chat it. Listen, I can get into the conversation. I just don't celebrate it with the same. That's true. Are you doing pencils and erasers again? You know, I haven't planned (laughs) the booty I'm going to hand out yet, but it is going to be a treasure. Stinky booty. This is the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 1071 colleen lindstrom bradley trainer hey. paul mcguire grimes from Hello. paul's trip to the movies Hi. thank you for joining Thanks us for so movie. since it is like the spooky season yeah. it is your favorite season Absolutely. it is also scary movie mm. season cannot get enough okay well you're about to give us a little bit of what you know because you've selected some of your favorite scary movie scenes. Yeah. So, you know, we sometimes talk about just scary movies in general, what some of our favorite ones, but then sometimes there's like just scenes that will forever kind of be mm-hmm. ingrained in you. And sometimes it's those scenes that either make the movie or are like the catalyst of why we fall in love with scary movies. Yeah. 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 That's so true. And there's so many iconic ones too. Do you, I mean, like what for you is like, what makes a scary movie scene for you? I think for me, it has to be scenes that feel very real. Mm -hmm. It has to be something that I feel like could happen in reality. Mm -hmm. And like, I love Devil Possession, but sometimes that's even like, (laughs) that sounded really weird. I love it, but sometimes. I think as like a former Catholic, like I get, like it is haunting to me. But the stuff that's like overly bloody or like too CGI, I'm like, that's not real. Yeah. Like I want it to feel visceral and tangible. So one of the scenes I brought up is the ending of Carrie. The so, okay, blood. so this isn't necessarily real, but let's let's go here for a minute because it's it's execution, really. It's editing in this movie. Yeah. So we we begin Carrie with Carrie White, played by Sissy Spacek, basically getting tortured in high school in the shower. Terrifying to begin with. But then it ends. She thinks she's going to prom with the guy that she likes, mm-hmm. only to have like the ultimate bullying tactic of having pig's blood drenched on her. Mm-hmm. And by this point in the movie, her mother, Piper Laurie, is like just totally mentally abuses her. Oh, and God, she's like a just fanatic again terrifying and both of them got Oscar nominations but then at the scene how director Brian De Palma added the whole scene is like split screens and different points of view of her telekinesis basically taking over and setting everything ablaze mm-hmm. and you know again maybe not the most realistic but at the same right. time totally relatable totally because relatable. everybody had a situation mm-hmm. in high school where they felt like they were carry you know being drenched in pig's blood and they right. wish they had that yeah. telekinesis yep. yes to just get back at your bully yeah, yeah. it's it, again 70s horror is actually my favorite era of scary movies, and this is 76, and Brian De Palma doesn't necessarily get the credit he ever should deserve, again, based on a Stephen King novel, too. It's really great if you haven't seen it. Well, and, you know, honestly, I will say about Stephen King, I'm not always a huge fan of Stephen King in general, mm. because sometimes the end can get a little true weird yeah. for me, but that one is one where all the way through, it maintains your interest, and the end, it sticks the landing. Yes, totally. For does. sure. Yeah. Uh, what other scenes have you brought for us that are uh, well, your favorite? Let's talk about one of my favorite scenes 
is we're going to go to the 90s now. Let's go to Scream. And I, I'm wearing a Scream t-shirt right now. Yeah, you are. And, yeah, it's, in a blood it's, red blazer. Totally. In the season. <laughs> my my favorite scene of that movie is actually the opening. Yeah. And the catalyst of what this movie is, is something that wouldn't happen anymore, really. So a phone rings, your old landline, mm-hmm. when we used to pick up the landline. Yeah. yeah. And it's Drew Barrymore answering the phone, now having to play this little game with the caller on what her favorite scary movies is. She then finds out she's being terrorized. Her her boyfriend, Steve, is now killed on the porch. Mm-hmm. There's really no way out for her. And it's Drew Barrymore, the biggest star of the movie, and she's killed off within the first 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it is. It's groundbreaking. Because yeah. at the time, too, the horror movie genre was dying off. Yeah. It was basically dead. And here we have Wes Craven, who's a master, Kevin Williamson, writing this brilliant homage script to scary movies in general. And there's lots of references. It's even all the, the way through. All yeah. the way through. And then to kill her off is like an homage to Psycho. It was perfect. I mean, single-handedly was, ama- was able to create the sort of parody around the horror films yeah. that had already happened. But then keep you scared. So mm-hmm. like not just to make fun of it, but to actually build in, you know, terrifying moments for yeah. those of us who've already seen all of the scary movies, which begs a question. Like, I wonder as somebody who didn't see it the first time and like, you know, kids these days, kids these they days. sit down and watch it and they're not like, why is she talking to the stranger on the phone? Nobody right. would do that. They're there like, is... actually, <laughs> this back was the in the day, yeah. we were really, really not, I mean, it, things were different. Right. And she plays along because she's she's like, OK, I, you probably are just like a high school friend or whatever. And then she realizes he's actually standing outside and there's really no effort. And there, and Wes Craven shoots it so well, too, where she's basically like almost dead. And she sees her parents at the door walking mm-hmm. in the house and she tries to scream for them. And then they don't see her. And yeah, they it is. Her. The other thing about this. So we just went through all the Scream movies because my five. kids got into the Yeah, super into it. <sighs> okay, love and it. so we were like rolling through all yeah. of them. And, and yes to that, what you said, Bradley, where it's like the generational like disconnect from like what? Why did she even answer the phone? Right. right. <laughs> well, we didn't like do caller ID. You answered because you didn't know who was on the phone. Right. But also, the other thing I love about the Scream movies that works so well is that it has the the fear factor. Mm-hmm. It has, like, surprises and jump scares, but yeah. also it's a mystery. Oh, completely. Like, you, everybody's trying to figure out who, who is in is. the Scream costume every single yes. one. Yeah. And it's that just makes it all the more fun. Especially when you don't know who it is, and then you try to play that guessing game. I actually did a video of my YouTube channel ranking all of the killers in Scream. Ooh. All nine of them from the five movies. It was a lot of fun to kind of go back and look at what makes a good killer in that yeah. series. Fun. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I mean, we have to talk about the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. 1999. Um, the ending. So when, again, this movie came out when marketing for movies was very different. Nowadays, it's all social media and some trailers. Mm -hmm. This was at a time when this movie came out, everyone thought it was real. There was this documentary, this found footage of three filmmakers going about the woods looking for this urban legend, this Blair Witch. And at the ending... Michael and Heather like have lost their friend Josh. They don't know what happened to him. They find this house. They go into the house. They go upstairs and then downstairs. Michael's camera 
goes out. So you're like, oh, he's dead. Heather is screaming her face off. And then she sees him in the wall. Her, She sees him against the wall. Camera drops, end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what did I just watch? What happened? What happened? Because mm-hmm. at the time, everyone thought this was real. Yeah. I remember seeing it opening weekend at the Uptown Theater. The line was around the block. Tr- people trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't know that it wasn't real. So I didn't know that it was fake. Yeah. And it really kicked off the found footage subgenre of mm-hmm. horror that we th- take kind of for granted these days. Well, and also, I just remember thinking, like, I had to look down at the floor many times right. because it was so oh. jumpy. Yeah. The, yes. the camera film, the, because that, and again, for the audience who like was not there, <laughs> this was like not a filming you know, technique that we were used to seeing right. where it felt like somebody was just filming on their, you know, yeah. steady or and that's what they wanted to look like. Yeah. Home video footage of three people out in the woods. Yeah. And that on a big screen is uh, yeah. like a, a roller Maybe coaster gone so. awry. Yeah. Right. It was In addition great. to terrifying. Um, and there was some like weird, remember the, like the weird like bones or guts they found? Like, well, yeah. It was like they teeth. Peeled. They like, yeah, yeah. It was like in the, the leaves, there was like teeth or bones. And then the, the figures, the yep. stick figures were always around the woods that yeah. they would kind of come out and find. It was so, genius when it came out that I again kids these days probably just wouldn't have that same yeah. same experience still able to scare people so. yeah Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies you'll be on Twin Cities Live today yes, with sharing see horror movies I love it the last few decades I love it thank you Thanks, everybody Paul. check out Paul McGuire Grimes on Twin Cities Live also you can check him out on social media Paul's trip to the movies when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show we need somebody to play spot the crazy stupid idiot 651 641 1071 after this on my talk 1071 we need a contestant to play a little game called spot the crazy stupid idiot on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 colleen lindstrom bradley trainer if you think that you are particularly good at spotting a real crazy stupid idiot in a sea of pretend crazy stupid idiots call 651-641-1071 to play spot the crazy stupid Idiot! Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. That's dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Florida. Florida. Great Sometimes job, other places. Why aren't you calling? Yeah, you guys. Hello? Um, you're, hello, is this thing Hi. on? 651-641-1071. You'll win a t-shirt. You'll win a t-shirt. Because that's the thing about playing Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot is you can't lose. And it's really because we're pushovers. Um, and we just don't want to send True. you home empty-handed. Uh, so here's how the game works. We each deliver... A crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah. Our contestants' job is to listen to all three crazy, stupid idiots and tell us which one is a real live story, an actually true crazy, stupid idiot story. Okay. We do have a contestant. Fabulous. We have Evelyn on the line. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. Hello. Uh, Are you pretty good at identifying a real crazy, stupid idiot? I hope so. Okay, well, we're going to try your hand at it. Uh, Let you, I should say, try your hand at it. Uh, And just stay right there. You're going to listen to three stories. And it's just so simple. All you got to do is point out which one you think is the real one. All right? All right. Okay, stay put. uh, and, And we shall 
deliver the crazy, stupid idiots. Uh, should I go first? Fabulous. Okay. Yay. We are going to Wisconsin. Yay. We're going to, is it Kadat, Wisconsin? Sure. Kadat? Whatever. Uh-huh. Wisconsin. Uh, authorities are still searching for suspects who broke into a Subway restaurant mm. at 2.17 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Um, authorities responded to an alarm, and when they got there, the glass was broken to the front of the subway. Okay. Uh, and they, uh, Tragic. in addition to that, saw other evidence of forced entry. Um, upon uh, inventory of the restaurant, they realized just one thing went missing. Would you like to guess what went missing? And this uh, is what makes this person a crazy, stupid idiot. Spatula? No. The meat thermometer. Do they have one of those? Mm-hmm. They better. It's Wisconsin. Don't right. they have That's those? One would think. Uh, no, not the meat thermometer. All the bread. Not all the bread, but you're close. It's something. All the cheese. No. All the meat. No. All the booyah. All no. the peppers. No. A box. Of? Mayonnaise packets. Oh, that's interesting. So you sell mayonnaise packets? 30-pound box of mayo packets. That's what they made off. They mayoed off with. (laughs) 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 And uh, they have not been able to uh, track down these burglars who did a ton of damage to the subway. I wonder if they'll ever catch up with them. I bet you just really were uh, relishing that. Joke. Relish I was going to say she's trying. Yeah. She's trying. <laughs> I was going for relish. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, that's my story. All right, and Who's that was next? Where, that was where Kadat, Kadat, Kadat. Should I go next? Yeah, yeah. All right, we are going to Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, Florida. And I want to tell you about a guy who ended up being from Charleston, South Carolina. I don't know how, but anyway, uh, his name is Chris Cooper. And, uh, well, how should I put this? He was found recently in a state that you don't normally find someone. And I know it sounds weird. I'm being very big. Catatonic? Oh, (laughs) no. He was found in a manner that earned him crazy stupidity at status. Now, I will cut to the chase and just tell you that he was arrested um, ultimately for breaking and entering. But Mm -hmm. it was how he tried to escape that earned him crazy stupidity at sass. Remember mm-hmm. I said he was found in a state that you mm-hmm. don't normally find people in. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess? I what? mean, pantsless? Uh, no. He actually did have pants on. Were they on his legs? <laughs> yeah, no. His pants okay. were in a normal place. Okay. <laughs> um, he was found in a state that you're normally not found in. Yeah, remember in. he tried to break and enter. Let's just say uh, it didn't go well. It didn't go as planned, and then he tried to hot foot it out of there. And in the process, I'll just cut to the chase and say he wasn't going to be able to make a break for it before the police got there. So he tried to disappear. Th- th- yes, actually. So he hid mm-hmm. behind his hands. <laughs> no, that sounds very crazy. You can't me. I'm not here. No, he was found. Let me, I'm just going to tell you, he okay. was found in the front yard. Was he pretending to be a Halloween decoration? No, also a great guess. He had um, done something to himself to disguise himself as part of, let's say, the, the landscaping. landscaping. He had covered himself in... 
shrubs. <sighs> oh, was it that kind of landscaping? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Mr. Cooper actually found he was breaking and entering in the, uh, what do you call those things? Like the, not the woodshed, the. Uh huh. Like a. Like the backyard. Yep. Yeah, tool like a shed. shed. Yeah, tool yeah. shed. Yeah. And um, in there, he must have found some green paint because oh, he painted his arms and face green and laid down on the grass thinking that he would not be visible. Oh, my gosh. Police obviously showed up. They saw the broken, you know, the the homeowner had called. They saw the broken tool shed. And they saw a green man. And they saw a man laying there. I have absolutely no idea what he said because that was not a part of the story in terms of why he thought he was going to get away with that because turns out a green face Mm -hmm. does not a lawn of grass make it's true yeah i I learned that in kindergarten it is true all right green grass okay so we have the mayonnaise packet thief we have the grass man and holly where are we going next grass man oh yeah the revolver album's out today Mm -hmm. thanks for the reminder bradley you're welcome but we're going to bellevue washington and we're getting fancy because we're going to a Louis Vuitton store Ooh. in Louis Vuitton, Bellevue, Washington. You know, that's where all the, you know, that's where Microsoft is. And mm-hmm. so people got money so they can go and shop at Louis Vuitton. I don't know these things, but okay, I'll take your word. Uh-huh. Uh, well, we have to catch up with a 17-year-old who decided to go into a Louis Vuitton store in Bellevue, Washington. Okay. And boy, did they just have some gumption because in broad daylight... This person just ran off with $18,000 worth of handbags. Um, I mean, you know, might as well just be brazen about it. Yeah. I suppose if you're going to take them, you might as well like go go for broke. Go yeah, go in. for broke. But here's the thing, you guys. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Police say that as the suspect tried to run out of the store, he ran into a plate glass <gasps> window. Oh, God. And knocked himself out. <laughs> oh. Well, that'll do it. Uh, have you ever there. done that? Oh, my gosh. It hurts. Yeah. they Maybe, didn't, maybe they didn't put the bird stickers yes. on the Louis Vuitton <laughs> storefront. So. I'm surprised they didn't have the Louis Vuitton pattern. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Shockingly, right? shockingly, perhaps they didn't. But uh, according to prosecutors, they're saying that the 17-year-old is part of a retail crime theft mm. ring. Well. Uh, and uh, this has been going on around in the area. Well, I would say that is incentive for all the retailers to really, really wash their windows yeah, well. Keep them nice and clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because Kabonk. if you keep them clear, then they're going to run into them. But I suppose you want to yeah, stop. But then yeah, you're that's catching what I'm them. Yeah, it's like, like a, a force field burglar catcher. <laughs> uh huh. So. All right, right. let us bring our contestant Evelyn back into the program. Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. Hello. You heard all three stories. You heard about the the box of mayo going missing from the subway. You heard about the grass man. uh, And you heard about the Louis Vuitton thief who couldn't spot the window until it was too late. Which one of those three stories is the real, live, crazy, stupid idiot? I got to pick the the real one, correct? Yeah. Yep, you got to pick the real one. Okay. I'm going to pick the um, the gra- guy in the grass, I think, is the real one. Oh, really? Okay. You think yeah. so, huh? All right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And survey says... 
So this is the best part about Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot is we just let you keep picking until you figure it out. So second chance, which story is the crazy stupid idiot? Is it the box of mayo packets that was stolen from the subway or the 17-year-old kid who ran face first into a window and caught himself while he was stealing Louis Vuitton bags? I'm gonna go with the Louis Vuitton guy. Survey says there Yay! it is. Yay! You got there, Evelyn. Evelyn, congratulations! Woo! We're gonna have you sit right where you are because yep. Holly's gonna get awesome. all of your information so we can send you a nice T-shirt. And every single Friday, if you are saying uh, I could have done that, I could have done what Evelyn just did, you can. I know it's a lot harder than you think. It is. I think. Yeah, but the good news is yeah. we just let you keep trying. You exactly. basically are going to win a t-shirt uh, just like Evelyn did. So uh, put that on your calendar. Remember, next week we'll do it every Friday. Uh, spot the crazy, stupid idiot. And now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, now we've got a game to play. That game is called The Throwback. What? We're going to do that after this on My Talk 107. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 